listening to First Church Charlotte. Pastor Brent Keating from, you know him from Asheville, North Carolina, but most recently from Lake Charles, Louisiana, and we're excited for that. And the surprise guests of the evening were Charlie and I's many-year dear friends, uh, brother and sister Strickland, missionaries to Ireland, Scotland, and parts of the north of England. And I, I just, I am so rich in friends. You guys have no idea how rich I am in friends. I feel like I just should take up a special offering from them because I'm so rich and they're both pretty much loaded. Trust me, I would know. And so uh, I want, now real quickly, you guys, you guys know the Stricklands. Most of you do, some of you do not, uh, but they have, uh, we went to Bible school together and we were uh, roommates for a while and he and I uh, were in a band for a while that traveled around and he was the talent and I was the road crew and it worked out well like that and so uh, we're so honored to have them now they are in after many years of missions in uh, the nation of Greece uh, the Lord moved them into that Ireland um, area northern United Kingdom, shall we say, area, and uh, I am trying to go over there, but, you know, he's afraid I will kill the move of God over there, and so he keeps me far away. Before before I, I bring uh, Pastor Keating, I just want uh, Brother Strickland to come up here and greet you all. The reason why they're here is because they're supposed to be in Florida, but the storm came through, and they got stopped here by the storm. Uh, but the Lord knew that I needed a bump in my self-esteem, and I was feeling low. And so, uh, Jonathan, run up here. Uh, you're, you're family. Don't worry about being fancy. You're, you're family around here, and we ain't fancy. All these guys are rich, but they ain't fancy. <laughs> Greet us here, my brother. Praise God. Greetings from the churches of Ireland and the United Kingdom, where God is doing incredible things. I, I was just sitting here thinking as I was worshiping with you, there's a, a phrase that has been used. I think it comes from a, from a, a movie somewhere, but uh, it, it, it goes like this, build it and they will come. And I was just sitting there, I was thinking, you know, if we allow him to build the kingdom in us, if, if, if we will say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in me as it is in heaven then then we are we are um, ready for something special and incredible to happen in our life and this is this is our testimony tonight this is our witness tonight that as Jesus said I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it and what we have seen is just incredible, what God has done in Ireland. We went there, there was one church in Ireland, and four years later, there are nine churches. And in fact, I just got a call today from our team. They went to the city of Galway this Sunday to meet with another group, and we just opened up another preaching point in Galway, the city of Galway, this weekend. Amen. I'm going to tell you, if, if we'll just let it be organic in us, it will grow. 
if the kingdom is in us, it will grow. It's just in the kingdom, isn't it? Amen. And I, I'm, I tell you what, when the kingdom fell on the disciples, the Bible says they went from complaining and denying and running to preaching and praising God and having favor with all of the people and God adding to the church daily such as should be saved. Praise God. This is, this is the report we have tonight. Thank you for your prayers, your support. We love you. It's good to be back in Charlotte, even though it's for circumstances we wished were not in place. We pray for those in the Bahamas and those on the coast. Amen tonight. But thank you, Pastor Elms, and it's a joy to be with friends. It's always good to be with friends. Thank you for this time. I'm going to shut up so you can have your more time. Praise God. I love these guys so much, and I... I they have a lot in common. Both of their wives are more spiritual than they are. And um, that's something I don't have in common with them. I am quite a lot more spiritual than my wife. And as I love to say, she keeps me sane and I keep her saved. <laughs> uh, so the Keatings uh, have... Now, I knew Cindy before I knew Brent. And when I first met Brent, I thought that sucker was so good looking, he would never be my friend. And that turned out to be pretty much the case. And, uh, uh, and we were, I guess, what, 18, 19, and uh, he was a little younger than me and richer than me and better looking than me. The only thing I had on him was a prayer life. And uh, you guys, I'm with friends, so I'm cutting up. You know how I do. And so uh, when we came here to Charlotte, the Lord worked it out to knit us together through initially through just being near to each other and as we discovered friends and family uh, it tightened the knot and as we begin to share our dreams one with another and our vision of what the kingdom what the kingdom should be manifest as in a community in a city in an, a region as that happened that's the final that's the final knitting together of, of lifelong friendships where you're not just friends on the level of say a career or a shared interest uh, or even you know a ministry uh, connectedness or even a family connectedness but you are knit together at the level of the kingdom of God so that is the highest knitting I believe of, of family friendships in the whole wide world and it's our privilege to have brother and sister Keating here I'm going to turn this platform to him right now Mikasa Sukasa my brother open your heart minister to us impart your anointing Good afternoon, First Church. It's good to be back here. I am glad to be back here. And uh, you, the, the, I guess the difference is, is that normally when I'm here, pastor is out of town because I came in just to cover for him while he gallivanted around on vacations. And uh, so... And now I need somebody to come cover for me while I'm gallivanting around. So I'll be calling Brother Nathan to come down and help us out. Now, I, I, it really worked out good because um, our transition is now in Lake Charles, which is uh, Charla's mom and dad uh, is our bishop there. And so Charla's coming down next week to see a newborn baby and we get to see charla and so it's it's just part of our friendship continuing on and uh man am i so glad to have been introduced to this church and and good to have them here while we're here 
and love what God is doing around First Church. I love the feel that I get when I'm here. You know, I get that there's a word that comes to mind when I come into uh, First Church, and that is just authentic. And I love the authenticity of just the worship and the vibe, the culture of this place. There's people here that love to be in church. They love to worship God. And I, I like to be a part of that. And I like to be a part of, of, of this kind of move and worship. And I enjoyed worship service so much uh, tonight. Good to be here with the Stricklands. Awesome ministry that I've heard from them and throughout the years just hearing about them. So it's good to be able to meet with them tonight and be able to be with them. And God bless them and their ministry. And, uh, and so I'm going to start off and I'm just going to read a verse of scripture. First Samuel chapter 30, verse 6. 1 Samuel 30 and 6. You can stand with me. Oh, you're already there. So. Says, and David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because all the people were bitter in soul, each for his sons and daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. I'm going to I'm going to talk to you for just a few minutes tonight on this subject. I can and then after can there's a there's just a blank. So I can what? I can allow him to fill in that blank. And I hope and I pray that before we dismiss tonight that God can give somebody the courage to step into something that maybe you have been apprehensive to step into, that God has called you to make a move somewhere in your life and you have just hesitated a little bit, but you need a little God moment and a little God courage to help you push over the edge and get into what God wants you to get into tonight. Now, I know the enemy would come against all of that. Anytime anybody takes a step in to say, you know what, I can do what God wants me to do in my life, there's always a battle. But we know it, greater is he that is in us. There's a greater courage, there's a greater faith, there's a greater level of trust, and I believe God to do that tonight. God bless you and you may be seated. God was the source of, of David's strength, but it was David who actually took the initiative and put in the effort to make himself stronger in God. He took that initiative to make sure he could capitalize on being what God wanted him to be. David had just suffered a huge blow when some Amalekites raided his people and took his family hostage. He was obviously feeling all the emotions that came along with being done wrong and pain for the loss and for also the anger that had all the things that had been taken from him. So he is in a very difficult place in his life where his spirit is now vulnerable to being overtaken by anger 
and revenge. So the very next move that he makes is extremely critical. You know those moments when the enemy attacks your life, when somebody does you wrong or something doesn't go right in your life and the emotional stress that you feel in those moments of wanting to bite back or wanting revenge or wanting to say something that you know deep in your gut you probably shouldn't say, but there is that need to get back, that need to react. But yet somehow in this moment, David with all of the emotional stress that was coming his way, knew that his next move was extremely, extremely critical. He can react to his feelings and make a rash move out of anger and revenge, or he can seek God. I want you, if you will, and I, I don't know if I've ever told First Church this in, in, in being here. I probably have because it's something that I say quite a bit, and, uh, and I've said for a while, and I will keep saying because I believe in it so much. But I want you to look at your neighbor, and I just want you to say to them, where you go when you hurt matters. Just that statement, where you go when you hurt matters. Where you go when your faith is challenged, and it will be challenged, your next move after that challenge is extremely critical. It's not if you will get hurt in life. It's just when. It's not if you're going to be challenged. It's just when you're going to be challenged. It's not if somebody's going to do you wrong. And David is in this place where somebody has done him wrong, and his next reaction is extremely, extremely critical. The Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. So we know that he went to God. The Bible says that he inquired of the Lord with all of the onslaught of anger and revenge and the pain that he was feeling in this moment, as easy as it was for him to turn and obey those feelings, he turned to God and inquired of the Lord. And the word that he received from God literally gave him the courage to make his next move and conquer his enemies. You see, the world around us preaches a really, really strong I can kind of message. They promote that you can do absolutely anything that you set your mind to. They run it in commercials. They tell our kids in school, set your mind to it. Whatever you want to accomplish, you can accomplish. It's the American dream. Go for it. But there's only a problem here, and that is... People are getting more degrees, but while they're getting more degrees, they're losing more control of their emotions. And, and people are achieving more career goals in their lives, but losing control of their spirits and their minds. They, they don't have any kind of control over 
the things they feel. They just react. People are gaining achievements, but yet they're losing their personal convictions in all of the mix. They're making more friends, but while they're making more friends, there actually is a deficit of self-esteem. And so there is this success that's being achieved, but yet on the other end, personally, we're losing so much. Mark chapter 8 actually would put it like this. They're gaining the whole world, but they're losing their soul. So in one sense, there is, there is this earthly achievement, but in another sense, spiritually, emotionally, and with ourselves, we're losing so much ground. So I can. It's not the message I can that the world is giving, and that's not horrible. It's not bad to tell somebody they can achieve anything that they want to achieve. There's nothing wrong with that. But God has a different I can message, and our I can has got to go through he is. We've got to somehow get our next move through who he is. The challenges that are in my life, the things that are in front of me that seem overwhelming, that seem too large for me, those things in my life, I have come upon them and frankly have been overwhelmed at the, the enormity of the challenges that were ahead of me. Knowing that I was not big enough, strong enough, had enough wisdom or courage to actually move through that situation or accomplish what I wanted to accomplish. And Paul knew that there was some stuff in his life that he wanted to accomplish, but he also knew that there was an inability within his own flesh to be able to arrive where he wanted to arrive without running and without the the, the courage that came from who God is. And that's why he says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. I love it right here because recognize Paul is making a declaration. Paul is not doing some kind of wishful thinking. He's not trying to get himself in a, in a positive state of thinking where, you know, if I can just reach some positive state of mind that I'll be able to accomplish what I want to accomplish. That's not what he's going for. Paul is actually declaring the truth. He's making a declaration. He is speaking out loud that the lids and the limitations that are trying to be put on his ability and his future and his purpose, he's making the declaration that those lids and those inabilities and those struggles and those obstacles, uh, that there are no lids, lids in God. They don't exist in God. God is not capped off somewhere. 
God doesn't reach an end of something and say, that's all. You don't get to the end of who God is. It's infinity and infinity and beyond. You cannot reach the end of the possibilities in God. And Paul is declaring a truth. He's not looking in the mirror and saying, I can, I can, I can. No, he's looking into who God is. And once he gets an awareness of who God is, It's that courage that comes from him that feeds the faith in his spirit and he declares, you know what? That's not too hard for me. You know what? That's a possibility. You know what? I can do that. Why? Because I've got a visual of who he is and through that visual that has fed my faith to be what God wants me to be. Now, if you've ever raised kids, this will make sense to you. And I have, I've got one in college. He's still in North Carolina. He's in Chapel Hill right now. And, um, and then I've got one who's 17. So they're, they're getting older. And, but especially when they're young and, and I'm not, I'm not, uh, don't put it past me to, to not say this even at their age, but have you ever looked at your kids and said, hey, you better get your can over here. Some of you are going, well, I didn't particularly say can. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll pray for y'all here. I want you to get your can over here. You know what? I, I think that's what God is saying to us. Get your can over here and let me fill in the blanks. When you run your can through his power, then what it does is it gives you the permission to make declarations that leave your adversary all kind of messed up. When you run your can through Jesus, you can boldly declare, you know what? I can be disciplined. Discipline doesn't come natural to me, and I I don't like discipline. I want to just kind of go off of what I feel and do what is in the moment. But knowing that discipline is what Jesus is leading me into, uh, I can get a look at who he is, and I can run my can through him, uh, and he'll fill in the blanks, and I can say, I can be disciplined. I can be faithful. It's tough for me to be a light in an environment where there is so much that is worldly and so much carnality at work or whatever it is. And it's so difficult for me to actually let my light shine. As long as I look at it through this sort of horizontal place of trying to achieve my self-esteem spiritually through looking and gaining courage horizontally from other peoples, then I am obviously going to always come up with a deficit of courage. But when I go vertical and I run my can through him, 
then you know what? It doesn't matter the surroundings that are around me. It doesn't matter who is doing what around me. I can be a witness on my job. I can be faithful. I can be disciplined. I can love others that are different than me. I can love others who are not like me. I don't have to just reach for people that I associate with, but I can love the unlovable. Why? Because I can let him fill in the blanks where my weaknesses come up short and he can fill in the blanks and I can say, you know what? I got that. I can do that. That's a possibility. I'm on that. Why? Because I am achieving courage vertically from who he is. Maybe somebody in the house tonight, God is talking to you about just taking a step somewhere, but there is so much inhibition and apprehension about what God is trying to talk to you about, uh, and you've allowed fear to overwhelm you. Uh, you have allowed hesitation to stifle you, uh, but you know God is talking to you uh, about, you know what, you need to get involved somewhere in First Church. You need to volunteer. Well, I, I'm kind of shy. I'm not sure I can volunteer. I'm not sure I can step out of my comfort zone, but you know God keeps talking to you about it, and you know God kind of just keeps nudging you a little bit, and somewhere along the lines, uh, you've got to quit looking in the mirror and start looking vertically uh, and run your can through who he is, uh, and it'll give you the courage to take the first step into what God wants you to do. To make that first step, sometimes that first step is the most difficult step. It's stepping out of the boat and walking to Jesus uh, in, a, in, a, in a very insecure environment, an unproven territory where I'm not sure I can do that. But God has created purpose and he's created destiny. And every single person in this room, there is ministry inside of you. Uh, there are people that can be reached through you. There is a destiny that you can reach somebody in this place, but God needs you to take that next step uh, into his ability so that he can forward your momentum into what he wants you to do. I guess the thing that I really want as a pastor of, of, of Living Way, and I know the heart of your pastor because he lives and breathes ministry and he lives and breathes what God wants to do in Charlotte, is that there would be an awareness in everybody that is in this room. There would be an awareness of what God has in store for you individually that I wouldn't hide behind the facade of church, that I wouldn't hide beyond uh, my, my inabilities or my weaknesses, uh, but somehow we could worship till we get in a place where God really gives us courage to take a bold step. 
Man, I know it's Wednesday night, but I'm telling you, there is somebody that has loads of potential in here on this Wednesday night. I get it. You're tired. You've worked all day, and thank you for being here. That says so much. You took a step to be here, but God is wanting to move you into something special, into something unique, into something that is effective, and he needs you to go vertical. He needs you to look up. Because I'm going to tell you, as long as I look in the mirror, I can find all kind of stuff to give me reasons to not do what I know I need to do. I can get you a list a mile long of why I shouldn't. But isn't it amazing that when you get in the presence of God, and he begins to download his anointing and courage into your spirit that you come out of a situation going, where can I do it? Where can I make a difference? How can I get involved? I'm not here to be seen. I'm not here to, to do anything but just show me where to get involved. I don't need accolades. I love to see people who have gotten that courage because they are serving and they're not looking for anybody to pat them on the back. Uh, they'll serve uh, and they'll go at it hard. Uh, why? Because somewhere in the place they have gotten a view not from the ministry, but from heaven. He has downloaded in them the courage to do it. There's, 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 there's Sunday school teachers that are in this room right now. There are people that have not yet tapped into all that God wants you to accomplish in prayer. There are people in this place right now that you haven't tapped nearly into what God wants to do into your life through giving of your time, of your talents, and your resources. Because as long as we're looking in the mirror, we'll find and discover all the why we shouldn't. Because that's really what the enemy wants to do. He wants to come into that can right there, and he wants to put a little apostrophe and a T. And he wants to change the whole dynamic of what Philippians 4.13 says because he can just put one little apostrophe and one little T and our language starts becoming more like, man, I, I just can't see myself doing that. I, I, I don't think because of my past, I, I, I don't think I can do that. You know, I've had too many mistakes in my life. I just can't. I don't think people will ever accept me if I, and it's just I can't after I can't after I can't. If he can just change the dynamic just a little bit, we can fall into a trap of everything we can't do. But at some point, I just got to be honest. And you know what? I just got to look at the enemy and go, well, you know what? You're correct. You're exactly right. I can't. I can't. Paul didn't say, I can do all things. 
There was that little bit of inclusion right there, that vertical moment where he had and said, I, I can do all things through Christ. And that changes everything. So it's okay for me to agree and say, you know what? I can't do anything on my own, but with God, all things are possible. Everything is possible. And I can make a difference. I can be committed. I can be faithful. I can overcome that addiction in my life. I can get out of debt. I can love my wife through Christ. I can love my husband. I can change the dynamic of my family in Jesus. I can. Why? Because I've got a view of who he is. And once I know who he is, then I can do anything. It's possible. 2 Corinthians 3, 5 says, we know we are not able in ourselves to do any of this work. This is Paul just getting real with us. I, I know. I know. You don't have to. I agree with my adversary. It's not going to happen. But he says at the end of this verse in 2 Corinthians 3 and 5, God makes us able to do these things. That's the difference. That's the X factor. That's where everything changes. I can blank through Christ. I can because God makes us able to do. So what is it that needs to go in that blank? And I think probably you know what it is. You know what it is, whether it's that sin that's constantly got you tied up in knots or whether it's that bitterness that's got your spirit all twisted, whether it's that relationship that is so unhealthy, I don't know what it is, and you don't think it's possible. I just want to show up on my wife's heels and her ministry She's here to preach, and I just, 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 Brother Nathan just brought me in because my wife had to be here. So I've had to really go to God and find my self-esteem because I can't preach tonight, even though I'm just here with my wife. But what is it that God wants to do in your life? What blank does he want to fill? Isaiah 40, 29 says he gives strength to the weak. Everybody say, that's me. And he gives power to him who has little strength. Even very young men get tired and become weak and strong. And strong young men trip and fall. But they who wait upon the Lord will get new strength. They will rise up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weak. You know, I like this verse so much because it speaks of who I am in God. It speaks of my potential in God. It speaks of when I hurt, where I go matters. And when I wait on the Lord, when I go the right direction, when it's easy to go the wrong direction because my feelings are saying, get back, go this way, do this. 
live for the moment. But when I turn into his presence, everything changes, and then my possibilities become endless. I can outlast temptation. I really can. I can rise above the fears that are nipping at my heels and trying to confuse my mind. I can be bold in the name of Jesus. I can allow my convictions to become my conduct. My convictions don't have to just stay in my head as some belief system that never gets into my conduct. But with him, I can allow the things that God's talking to me about in my character to actually show up at my job. I can allow the things that I know I shouldn't say to actually not be said because my convictions can become my conduct when I know he is my strength. I can joyfully obey God's word. I can have a humble spirit. I can live in the identity that God says I am. I can be a conqueror. It's all possible. So this is not some proverbial positive thinking message tonight. It is the truth. It is the truth for those who take the moment and the time to run their can through who he is. So you know what? You need to get your can to Jesus. What you waiting on? What are y'all hesitating for? You need to get your can to Jesus and let Jesus motivate you to say and be in all the things that God has destined for you to be. John 15 and 7 says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. God, I need you to be this for me. He says, okay. I need you to be that for me. He says, okay. I will be what you need me to be if you'll run your can through Jesus and allow him to define your potential instead of the enemy defining your potential. But in order to make that happen, you have to go vertical. Worship has to be a part of your life. God's word has to be a part of your life. Because when I get on my knees, I go vertical. When I get in his presence, I'm going vertical. And my whole entire perception changes when I see him for who he is. Would you stand with me? You know, there's a lot going on in everybody's life today. I was raised in Houston, and so I, I'm very well aware of what congestion 
and traffic and busyness looks like. And, and I, I know that sense of being so busy with stuff in life that we can sometimes set aside that need to get into his presence and allow him to download the courage we need to be who we need to be for him. But you know what? There's a group of people in here tonight that defied all the city odds to be in the house of God tonight. That you defied and you had to conquer some stuff. You had to overcome some time constraints, some weariness, some tired. And your convictions got into your conduct tonight to be in church. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. But something has motivated you to step into this place because you know, and the reason you're here tonight is you know you can't move on horizontally without the courage that comes vertically. So this is not an addendum for us tonight. This is a lifestyle. This is not an add-on to our lives. This is who we are. Because we know, as Paul said, in my flesh, I can't do anything. But with him, it's possible. And I know there's obstacles for you tonight. And I know there's things that stand between you and what God is knocking on your door about and what he wants you to achieve and how he wants you to step further into what God has for you. But tonight, I think we could just wrap this up by just all of us continuing for just a moment to go vertical and say, God, I want you to lift up my head, lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord. I'm here tonight, but I am feeling a little bit tired and I'm feeling a little bit weak and that's not just in my body. I've got a leak in my spiritual bucket maybe tonight and I need, Lord, for you to strengthen me because, God, I want to do only what you can do through me in my life. Would you just close your eyes and if you feel comfortable, I would just maybe just lift up your hands. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody in this place tonight, God, help them to achieve the courage that comes only when we know who you are. Just getting in your presence is energizing. It raises our faith to be in your word. It lifts our vision of the possibilities you have for us. And I thank you right now that you're giving strength and courage. And I thank you that you're giving life. I thank you that you're breathing life into someone right now. Someone who God maybe had had thoughts tonight coming in. I I don't know how much longer, but somehow being near you and somehow being with you can give them the courage to step forward into another day, into another moment. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, strengthen, give life tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And just right where you're at tonight, 
just let him touch you right in that seat that you're in just allowing him to touch you go vertical go vertical I worship you tonight to behold the beauty of the Lord to inquire in his temple to behold the beauty of the Lord delight yourself in the Lord that's the priority and then allow him to give you the desires of your heart but prioritize and say I'm going to delight in you tonight I'm going vertical Jesus change my can't into can make it possible in my spirit again give me the faith to move ahead God Lord let those giants fall they are they are falling right now those giants have no authority in my life that bitterness has no authority in my life that abuse has no more say in my life that addiction has no more stronghold on me in my life, Jesus, because I can, through Christ, I can win, I can overcome. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I wonder if there's somebody that would just like to step out from where you are and would like to just move forward, would just like to step in, and you would like to just kind of plug in for just a moment as we end this service tonight, that you would just like to take a moment to plug in and go vertical and behold the beauty and just delight in him for a little while. Come on, you don't have to bring anything to him except yourself. Just bring yourself to him. Just bring yourself. Mistakes and failures and anything there, just bring it all to him. Just bring it all to him and allow him and your spirit to begin to manifest himself in you. Church Charlotte, if this podcast has blessed you, please rate it with four stars. By doing so, you will help others find it and also bless them. If you're in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, come worship with us at 4929 North Sharon Amity Road. For information about service times and church ministries, visit us online at firstchurchclt.com. If you would like to help support our efforts, text GIVE to 704-445-5353. We pray God's richest blessings to you. Come, worship with us.